millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to episode 514 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Hey, you doing, fellas? Fucking fantastic. I've got that post-magic glow. Magic Round, another another epic, another uh, tremendous success for <clears throat> South sure East Queensland. Fuck it was. And uh, once again, saw, uh, this is funny, actually. I didn't see fucking anybody, hardly. I saw, I saw like a dozen people. And I was probably in there for like 15, 16 hours. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, nah, didn't uh, didn't see a lot of people because this year I found that people were far more inclined to go out before the first game and go out after the last game. But while the games, the series of games were on, they kind of stay in the stadium. Yeah. Um, not universally, of course, but but far more far more than like last year. Yeah, more, more more like actual game attendance, and I reckon far fewer interstate travellers. Possibly far fewer. The, yeah, oh, look, the usual suspects, you know, from from our group. Yeah, um, was there, but then there were there were a, a lot of a lot of people who who just couldn't do it or or didn't have the the bandwidth to to get up there. But um, just from noticing it, I. Definitely, between games, there were fewer people around on Caxton Street. Like while, while, ga- while games were on, like the pubs were empty. Yes, that's whereas it. last the last couple of times, I found the pubs are kind of full nonstop. So there, regardless there were, of the game, there, there were people for the last couple of years who would come in, even if they weren't going to games. Yeah, but yeah, those ones weren't. But yeah, again, fucking fantastic concept, and the NRL does it better than any other sport in the world. Yeah, even though they want to try and fuck it up too, though. Why? All I just want to talk about, you know, it's like next year's locked in for for Brisbane again. Yep. But they want to talk about like you know maybe maybe putting it up for tender or whatever. So maybe take it down to you know like over to Perth or you know Melbourne or you know New Zealand or some shit. Not 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 um, considering the fact that there's a number of reasons why it works in in uh, in Brisbane. Yep. And it's kind of it's 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 kind of the perfect storm of the proximity to the CBD of the ground, yes. the precinct around it that's, that's pretty much had, it's pretty much been set up for football patrons, yeah. yep. like with Caxton Street and whatnot. That's it. Um, the fact that it's not New Zealand. Yeah. And honestly, New Zealand, New Zealand is probably the only place that's set up with the same sort of, you know, the ground and the proximity and the stuff going on. Yeah. But remember, they had the, they had the nines for, uh, you know, several years. But year on year, the nines patronage decreased now i don't know whether that's because it's the nines and, and you know it doesn't mean shit or but you know they said you know like it didn't go from strength to strength like magic round is correct mm. so 
So I think leave it leave it in Brisbane. I've seen other people saying, well, you know, you could leave it in Brisbane and then you can maybe have like a second one that goes out to tender for somewhere else. Like, no, no. One. Yeah. One, yeah, one magic round. At Suncorp. Yep. Done. Yeah. Then, then what? How do, where does it develop from there? 26 weeks of every team playing in the same stadium for a weekend. Worldwide magic different round. Fucking city. It's like, <laughs> like, fuck me dead. It works because it's... It's it's a one off and yep. um, yeah it was it was well supported the crowds were, were great um, the just the general atmosphere like we've said before over the last several years the general atmosphere around that precinct and and certainly up Caxton Street was was great it was good to be around and the vibes are incredible like everyone's in a good mood mm. yeah you know everyone's Except super, fans. yeah there's there's tons of people that are fucking blind drunk maybe if Knights fans were still in better not- moods when tickets went on sale. They wouldn't have been missing out, or like, or, that, or the NRL survey or whatever happened last year or whatever the that metric was where the they lowest, didn't stand the up. Engagement. Yeah, they yeah. were the lowest engaged of the of the the teams. Um, so yeah, look, um, I I think I said this last year. It was really fucking nice to get back into the real world of footy for a little while. Because I think especially being outside of Sydney, you miss that. And it's easy to forget about it. Like when you're living in Sydney, it's not uncommon to see two, three, four sometimes games on a weekend if you don't yeah. have other stuff on. You're young, you got your, your yep. time's yours. And so you end up going to, to games as a neutral or going to games with the supporter of one of the teams. And then depending on your relationship with them, you know, supporting their team or supporting whoever they're playing. Yeah. But... Just being in Brisbane, you tend to lose that, and it's really easy to get into that social media-driven bullshit of, you know, it's easy to take the piss, but then that turns into just everyone else is a cunt, and I hate everyone else, and fuck everyone else. Mm. It's nice to get back to that in person, you know, fuck yeah, let's be happy for other people when their team wins. Yeah, fuck, fuck yeah, you're a cunt uh, to your face, cunt. Yeah. Fucking, um, do something, bitch. I've got, got, got a fair bit of that. How good how good was the fucking joy of the Dolphins? Yeah. The team of the people. I did enjoy fucking that when stunning. we were watching that game. Like that that was fun. Yeah. And I went like the, the next morning I went like first movie session and I went up to the movies up at Peninsula Fair, the Kipper Ring. I fucking like there was only one movie snack that, that you know you have on the Sunday morning after the Dolphins have fucking put thirty on the Sharks in the first half. You go to the sponge rolls and you fucking oh it, it was just you know, I got the last one. They're fucking flying off the shelves. Did you think it was dolphin themed when it started swimming in your mouth? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and we also and we also had, well, we were, fucking, we'll talk about that in the in the game part for the for the game. But yeah, the vibes of fucking yeah, Valens Tavare. I mean, fucking tremendous areas oh, where amazing. you had this guy who was named to make his debut late, and you look at him. And he's got like you know the the half a mullet. He's got the moustache. He's got the fat guts. I mean, every he had he had already had multiple elements that were screaming cult player in the yeah, making. Exactly. And then his first touch, he fucking does one of these barnstorming fucking runs and skittles some dudes and powers yeah. through dudes and drags them over the line to score a try. I mean, that shit was the, that was the moment of the entire fucking weekend for me. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. amazing. Um, <clears throat> and he seems like you know, and he seems like he really like. Well, then let's get into the games and find out why every other moment mattered less than that one. (laughs) (laughs) 
sure. Um, oh, did, first thing, first, I just did. You, did you want to talk about the fucking that issue that Glennie had with his phone? <laughs> It wasn't really an issue. <laughs> it was a momentary lapse of um, realizing well, yet again why I should never trust either of you. Again, it was it was nice to be, you know, back out and socializing around the footy. And I remembered back to the early days, the throwback days of the original iPhones. When no one had a password on their phone because there was literally nothing in your phone worth stealing. Mm-hmm. And only nerds put fucking key locks on their phone. Yep. There was a game we used to play called Eye Raping. And it was essentially where if somebody left their phone unattended, you would grab their phone and then Google the most disgusting image you could possibly find and set that as their background. Yep. And so I just saw an iPhone on the table in front of me and thought, oh, let's go. Let's have a bit of a throwback. We're bringing, we're bringing it back. That's it. And it just so happened to be Glennie's phone. With a key, with a, with a, with a passphrase with a on password. it. With a password. Delicious. So, um, and so we, we got into Glennie's phone. We hacked his password. No, how? How? Hey, did, hey, how? Hey, hey, hey. No, the key no, element no, did, is how did you do No, no. Hey, what well, happened was... We'll get to that. What, <laughs> but we've the you know the TLDR is we got Glennie's phone, and we put um, uh, a picture as his home screen. And what do you um, call that? It's sex called act? it's it's called rose budding. Rose budding. And now you explain it for the people who don't know what that is because no, no, they can Google it on their on their work computers. On how their would you work describe computers. it? How would you describe it in five words, Glennie? Get your kid's iPad and Google that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Rose budding. Oh, I thought. But then, yeah, I thought it was uh, Jay naked. But so Glennie's asked, "Oh my God, how how did you do that? How did you get into my phone? That was shocking." And I said, "Oh well, Glennie, while you were talking to those fans of yours over there, I just snuck up and put my arm around them and had your phone in my hand and got your face and it did Which face I ID because I'm a trusting human being. You piece of shit." <laughs> And so Glennie was astounded that I could so stealthily access his phone with his face ID. And also just to think of that, it's just so evil, you know? Um, so you, you do not get off scot-free, mate. So you then I was I was merely a, a, a barely interested observer. That is horse shit. <laughs> so then Glennie <laughs> has gone off to the bathroom. And he's come back and he's looking through his phone and looking at other stuffs and he's, well, because no, like, after it happened, like he saw the he saw the lock screen had been changed. Yep. And then so he's like, "Oh, you didn't fuck with my so- social media." You didn't, and we said, "No." Did you, you post any anything? Didn't post anything. It was nice. The, his first concern was my social media rep. Yeah, so. No, I was thinking work. I thought if you've depending on what level you were going to go to, you would post something bad from my work socials. First person to come find me at, at, at Hotel LA. Uh, gets a free digger, something like that. <laughs> um, she's like, nah, no, 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 no. It's just a picture, just the picture. We're good. Mm-hmm. And so he's then gone, oh, did gone off to the the bar. He's he's come back. He's looking through his phone later on, 
and he sees that his and this text, is like ten minutes later. It's not yeah, it's, yeah. Sees that his text threads aren't exactly in the the order that he remembered them being. <laughs> One of which is a conversation with his kid that he doesn't remember having. <laughs> <laughs> and so what happened was when we 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 tried to crack Glennie's passcode, and I said to Nate, I just tried to think of the. The most common sort of password he'd have it was um, was it six digits. Yeah, and we sort of we so sort of said, thought, thought it through like it's yeah, it's not going to be Leo because he would have had this password you know for Jack's. What's, so what's Jackson's birthday? birthday? So Nate's like, nah. looked on Facebook and found the birthday and this put it in there. Nah, not the password. Oh, got to be his wedding anniversary. Has to be his that, wedding recently. anniversary. <laughs> it was recent. Yep, awesome. That's it. And a milestone oh, as well. Yep, that's it. Nah, that's not nope. it. <laughs> fucking hell um, but in the meantime I'd used Siri on his phone and just said sent a message to Glenn's kid and said uh, hey mate remind me again when your birthday is and I love it his, his response is capitals bruh <laughs> you, you, know, you know damn well when my birthday is <laughs> so then we've decided to play the honesty card and Sent a text that said, "Real talk, we're trying to get into your dad's phone. What's his passcode?" <laughs> which, which he provided with no other words. He just sent the password back immediately. Now, have you changed? Have you changed that password? Yes. It's good because I can now reveal that Glenn's password was his own fucking birthday. <laughs> Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's MI OPSEC. Yes. Right there. That's it. Oh, wow. Oh, Jackson. Loved it. Loved it. He did. He did. Absolutely. And then you gotta, and then you got to fast forward to like, so this happened on, on the Saturday. And then you got to fast forward to like Monday this week or something. And we start getting text messages. From Glenn saying, "I love you both." Saying, did, you, did you change my? No, did you change Sunday. my order complete? Was, the was it Sunday? Man. Was it? Yeah. Okay. And, he's, and he said, sends a, a message out of nowhere, comes in and says, "Um, did you change my text? Did you change my predictive test? This is amazing. I love both of you. I love both of you. And that that means what happened was we changed all capitals cunts to to to, to substitute in I love both of you." <laughs> and then eventually so what you've asked someone then or you're with someone and they've showed you where to get the text replacement because you've sent a screenshot of all the changes that we yeah. made <laughs> and one that I didn't know was made was that was that Jay changed uh, Tigers to Panthers <laughs> brilliant I didn't, I didn't I wasn't aware of that one I remember the, I, I was only aware of the cunts ones but um... <laughs> brilliant oh, it was a good get Good get and it was, it was, ja- it was Jackson. Get. Just the betrayal, the level of betrayal, is just fucking astonishing. The, the fact that he, there's not a like, not a second's hesitation. First of all, but yeah. not a second's remorse either from the child. Like he, oh, was, he like, was, he was cackling oh, on the phone. Absolutely loved it. I knew it was Jay. I knew it. I knew it was Jay. <laughs> and then I said, and I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud that he didn't, he didn't say it was me. Um, 
but then, literally, I, I take the phone out of your out of Glenn's hand and say, like, you know, look, I've, I've, I've often called you the best Blakely ever, but I'd just like to say that the events of today have fucking cemented <laughs> yeah. it. Like, they've solidified your legacy. <laughs> and then, not fucking three minutes later, I get a message from Glenn's wife saying, well, 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 Jackson's the best Blakely, eh? This shall be remembered. <laughs> Oh. Fucking hell. Yes. <sighs> Everyone just wants to be loved by Uncle Nate. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <sighs> so yeah, that was that was actually Hilarious. that was better than that was better than Valance. That was Valance was second best. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> that was the that, that was the revelation of Magic Round. And uh and yeah. Good times. Budding, um is the title of this episode. Now <laughs> Just to make it really clear for people which term they should be googling, <laughs> and again, it's astonishing that that hasn't been a fucking title of an episode in the past. To be honest, but here we are. I'm as shocked right. as anyone. I, th- I think we planned one of those for an after dark episode, but never actually got around to it. Right, right. Um, so you, you had you had some rosebudding experience back in that era, back in the up in, back in the Muppet Babies era. Is that what you're saying? No, not personally, um, but I. I was I was warned it might happen because it had happened previously. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. fuck me. All right, um, <laughs> they were wild days, man. They were fucking wild days. Look, hey, hey, hey. You, you know, Glennie doesn't know, but like everyone listening knows. <laughs> I mean, those days were dark. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's quickly get through these games because I am fading fast. The um, first game, the Raiders 34 defeated the Bulldogs 30. Um, the Raiders 34 came through a double to Jordan Rappiner. Uh Croker, Savage, Timokon, and Young uh, with tries, uh, four of six conversion for teary eyes and a penalty goal. The um, Bulldogs, their 30 came through a double to Jacob Preston, a double to Avarillo, and uh, Hayes Perrin with the other try. Birdo, five of five. The Raiders... Not being totally convincing, I feel, but they've just gone about their business and compiled compiled a four-game winning streak. In the midst of Ricky's pissing and moaning, the Whiten situation, etc., etc., actually pretty impressed with their last month of footy um, to to put that together. Um, And and considering there's still a hell of a lot of improvement left in them. Uh, For the Dogs, I... Yeah, I was unconvinced about what Reynolds was going to bring um, to them, and and I didn't think he'd get much first grade. And he's in there now, and just his energy level makes a big difference to to the to the Bulldogs and their style of play. I think when he's fully matched, they do fit. find they do they do get they do find something. Like I don't think he's playing that great, but I mean, no. the other players must find something about him being there that mm. yeah inspires them or. Yeah, no, I think whatever. you know when he has full match fitness and and settles in, I think the you know there's improvement there as well. But in the end, Raiders got the job done, and and as I said, four games in a row. Yeah, and I mean it came it came down. They had like that. Um, Birdo put up that up and under, you know, in midfield at the end as time expired, just for one last throw of the dice. But and so the scoreline looked close as it was. But then we had on Monday the referees briefing where. Um, Two of the disallowed tries from the Raiders actually should have been given as well. Yeah, so that's um, which is is which is crazy. And I mean, can you imagine the refs faulting if they had have actually lost the game by that margin? 
Yeah. You know, had gone had, and lost because it had got run down at the very end. Because, I mean, like they were comfortably ahead there with not much time left, and the Bulldogs did sort of, you know, come back a bit. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to add? No. No, I want to blast through these games quickly and get to the next ones. Let's blast through them. Like it's Wednesday, baby. Fine. <laughs> Where are the socials for that one? Uh, Matthew. He said, Dan would have loved the dogs to steal that one just to see Ricky's head explode. Dogs seemed to take a lot of confidence from last week into this game, but forgot how to tackle. Glenn said, Tim O'Coe is becoming such a great player. Speed, tackle-busting ability, and good instincts when to inject himself. Horse was massive, and he's fast becoming an important cog in the Raiders' green machine. Jake, two tries disallowed. I feel like I should have, uh, I feel like should have been tries. Well done. But overall, the Raiders were much better. Still conceding a lot of tries from kicks. Hopefully the battle between Savage and Chris fixes that. I thought they played well together. Yeah. I think there's there's room yeah. for both of them in that side. Yeah. Um, Nicholas, he said, there is improvement this year, but discipline is too lax. There is brain-dead lazy reactions to incidents. I notice we are not tackling the legs at all, which led to Canberra getting so much extra post-contact meters. Are they concerned about the hip drop? I don't think... Probably so concerned about the about the, the fast play of the ball because there's no reward for chopping a guy down by the legs. He can just, you know, just freeze his legs, hops to his feet, and you know, you can't. And if you try and hold if onto the legs, on. and yeah. if they, and if you hold onto the legs and they end up doing like a dolphin dive, then it's a penalty, you know, yeah. for holding the legs. So, That's it. and also on on Timoko, we had some uh, some inside in, inside chat that uh, apparently he is like down in Canberra. He's fucking lighting it up after every game. That dude is in the clubs, fucking lighting it up. <laughs> however, however, he's on it every 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 Saturday night. However, he's also the first one to training every fucking day. Yeah. And the hardest worker. So you can kind of skate on it because, yeah, he's that kind of guy. So he's Alan Iverson. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alan yeah. Langer. Yeah. Well, actually, Alan Langer was probably the last guy to training. Actually, he didn't have to train, did he? Wayne, Wayne just had to get down yeah. up on the day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, side note, that that's also now my favorite stupid meme that I'm seeing so often. What's that one? It's like every time someone writes something that's something amazing that AI has done. Oh yes, somebody <laughs> reposts it. He's like, "Man, Alan Iverson out here taking everyone's jobs." Yeah, like the AI is going to cost like you know three hundred thousand jobs, and they're like, "Damn, why? Why, why, why do you do, do that?" that to <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dumbest shit one. makes me laugh. Next one. Um, fuck the Broncos, thirty-two defeat the Mighty Manly Seeds Eagles, six. Um, the Broncos tries a hat trick to Selwyn Cobbo. Um, Walters, Arthur's Farmworth of tries. Reynolds, four conversions. And Katoni Staggs, not listening to the comms. Why did he take that first one over on on the side on the right sideline? You know, Glennie? No. Yeah, I wasn't listening to the comms. So I don't. I don't know. It's, it's like was Reynolds? Is Reynolds like worried about the Because he did take um, some wider ones later on in the game. Because pretty much, you know, almost all the tries were out there, so he did start taking over. But it was just weird that Katoni Stags took that first one. Uh, Manly's tries to uh, Ben Turbo uh, conversions. Ruben Garrick. This game was um, prostate cancer, and the reason I the reason I say that is because while I did expect to die from cancer, I, I expected it to be testicular cancer with no Jake Trevojevic there, and it was a different form of cancer that ended up killing him. And what and by that I mean that. Despite the the Broncos forwards and the career year that Payne Haas is having, 
they didn't they didn't really roll them in the center like I thought they would. And their yardage sets were were decent, but you know, but not spectacular. And they weren't rolling all the way down the field, you know, in a set like I thought they would. And instead, what would happen is they'd have a average set that would finish around about the forty meter line, put up a kick, at which Brad Parker would drop three times, which would then give them a set or two or three on the line, and then ultimately they'd score from that. Then you flip it down the other end. Manly got themselves into decent position to score multiple times. Three of which fucking O'Shea fucking Ole dropped the ball 10 metres out, doing nothing except just having a look. And I think because he's got the 13 on his back, he's, you know, he thinks, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be Jake Trevojevic with the 13 and I'm, and I'm going to be like a link man or, you know, some sort of ball playing shit, which is clearly not in his fucking game. And um, just run, you, I mean, the, the cunt is fucking like weaking, like one week he's fucking smashing people. Next week he's just an absolute fucking spastic, and it drives me fucking crazy. Um, and then other than that, there was just a there was just a general sense of like disorganisation in the second half. Maybe it was when Croker was <coughs> off and like and and Lawton was on, where there were times when they'd make a break down the, down the right, like down Saab's side through you know Kohler or Saab or Daly, and then Daly goes in goes infield a little bit to set himself up for what's next, and. No one's fucking going to dummy half, so he's to go into dummy half. Then he has to make shit fucking happen, mm. and it was just like, he had a Dale actually had a fucking a good game, but um, like my god, one man fucking band out there. Um, Broncos still absolutely a fake team. They were given every try was given to them by giving them multiple sets, you know, ten meters out, and um, yeah, a team that has a decent amount of discipline and doesn't have a fucking ranger in the centers or a gay hating fucking Jesuit in the 13, dropping the ball in their own end, I think, uh, you know, rolls through them easily. Mm. Lovely. What did Manly fans have to say on that one? <laughs> Not much, they were all up a fucking magic round. Jesus. Uh, Which is disappointing oh. because I mean, when you talk about that metric that Newcastle Knights, why they didn't get to do Magic Round, by those metrics, like Manly's never going to not be at Magic Round because I mean, their base sold, their supporter base sold out the, f- the first, and like there's always an you know, incredible amount of support there. Um, Realize it was probably Broncos that bought Manly tickets. No. Yes. I'm talking about I'm talking about the supporter base. Broncos well, I think had you should be kicked out because you scored zero points and you're a blight on the sport. Uh, we scored six points nah, and bombed the, another 30. Nah. Zach, <laughs> best team in the comp rolls on. Phil, the Seab fold is on. Oh, there we are. Jason, Manly was sloppier than my Pornhub history. Interesting. Yes. Kevin, I'm usually Rose pretty Bowl. level-headed, but fuck Seabold and his intellectual bullshit. On a serious note, I think Tommy runs down Cobbo in years gone by. He's lost some serious pace. As much as I want to ride this first place spot off into the fucking sunset, we are still clumsy as fuck and get by through pure athleticism. I agree with everything you lads said on the pod. Better teams will put us down. Anthony, so definitely some problems in the playing roster that have failed to be addressed for too long. Too early in his tenure to judge Siebes, but he's got to offload some of this dead weight sooner rather than later. John, great effort by the Broncos to keep repelling the Siebes Eagles. A bit concerning... Tommy didn't bother to chase Cobbo. He certainly can't be back at the top of his game. Manly's on the slide. There you go. 
What what what's the what's your read on Tommy? Like he's obviously not well. I think he's fine. He's just basically got a. I think there's like a, there's a confidence. There's, there's, there's probably a part of it. There's something that's that's affecting his speed. There's no way. So he's obviously Cobo not fine. Do you think? I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I don't think. Yeah, I think it's. More, I think it's more mental. I think it's actually yeah, okay. a matter about strike. I mean, because he was fucking gone anyway. Like I mean, he was. Yeah, there was, and, and Daly was actually the lead chaser to stop him from bringing it around. Um, sort of thing, but um, yeah, like and and his first half was AIDS. His second half was actually uh, it was much better. Yeah, but I mean, I'm actually like I don't care about the fucking the chasing thing. I mean, you know, but I tell you, it's, it's, at times I, I'd rather have like 18 game Tommy <laughs> and fucking and and then, and then do a do a hammy for for eight. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but look, I mean, he was he was definitely like he, the second half. He was it was was much much better. And um, I think it's just a matter of just uh, getting confidence. So you you news. think he will improve as he plays on? Not that there is something impeding his play, and he yeah, needs to yeah. heal. As far as I mean, because I, I mean, I, I you know I know no people on the inside. Apparently, there's nothing. There's nothing that needs to you know be healed or whatever. It's that. Yep. I think it's I th- what I think is really is that the the stuff from over in in um, Philly. Is like it's changed. It's changed the way he has to, you know, address his entire running style and everything. And I think he actually he's still in that stage where he's like conscious of it. Yeah. Okay. Like it hasn't. It like it hasn't become like a just what he does, yep. you know, automatically. And he's still sort of like thinking. Like I think he's still thinking about it. Yeah. But um. But yeah. Okay. That's all I can really put it down. There you go. Nice. Next game. All right, um, the Panthers, 18, defeat the Warriors, 6. Uh, this one, uh, where are the Panthers had tries to Edwards, Toto, and Lanou. Uh Cleary, two conversions, one penalty goal, uh, and the Warriors uh, try to Adam Fenua-Blake, uh, conversion to Sean Johnson. Lots been said about what Panthers have lost, and it's pretty obvious you know, in, in who they've lost that it's hurt them. And I'm not only talking about the Appies and the, the kickers out there, but they've lost some fucking massive players on the edges as well. Like Liam Martin's a massive out. Um, Fisher's been out for so long that him coming back in needs some reestablishing. Um, and then ob- obviously the the guys that they lose in the, the centres are big in terms of A, athleticism, but B, also as, as just continuance. The thing with this team, though, and I'm starting to see more and more of it is the drive and hunger. The hardest part of this year for them was being up for another season of what it takes to win a premiership after doing it twice in a row. Because that's the, the time when you get the, oh, yeah, we've already done it. Yeah, we've already done it. How many times? Like, do you remember St. George's last fucking fall from grace? was just after all of their players played State of Origin. Yeah. Where they were, like, leading the competition, and it was, like, genuinely deserved. They were they were fast. They were playing out of their fucking skins. And then a bunch of their forwards played Origin and just stopped caring. You know? Now, I'm not saying at all that Penrith have stopped caring, but it is hard to get yourselves up for fucking 20-plus rounds of football and the physical demands of playing <coughs> their level of football. Once they only have it. to be a couple of clicks off at this level, and it, it you know they come so much further back exactly. to the to the pack 
know, that's it. I still still think they're the best team that's in the it. comp, but um, I'm I'm not sure that look best team in the comp's relative. You know the what's made teams great the last couple of years has been the pace that they play their attack in, mixed with a low turnover rate and error rate. And their defence. Now, their defence is still relatively good. Um, but for the last couple of years, Ivan has been managing that team as a season. He's been managing them through the ebbs and flows of a season. Now, I think he's got to get back to managing them through each and every game. So there's improvement there. But fuck me. I don't know what else Mitch Kenny needs to do. To get the asshole to be banned from fucking starting at nine, or or to even have any sort of feasible time there, or role except to just direct play at you know the the middle of the park for twenty minutes, just barrage it so that Sonny Luke can come on and then actually make the attack look half decent. Look, the the the, the Luke era is going to happen where he actually does take over. It will. I, look, you know, I, you know, I would suggest from Kenning going forward or the next guy, but I, I, I would suggest maybe in a normal club that you know if you fucking did something inappropriate with the coach's daughter, you might get the ass. But at Penrith, that fucking extends your contract, so <laughs> you know there's not much you can fucking do there. But yeah, the the demise of the Warriors is not was is is vastly overstated. I think by their yeah, performance in this game, yeah. um, especially considering that the final scoreline was, you know, largely influenced by the fact that they had a guy binned for ten yeah. of the last fourteen minutes. And, I thought yeah, the Warriors, the I thought the Warriors hung with Penrith. Hundred percent, they did. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. There was a period there where they sort of lost their lost their shit a little bit, like probably the first twenty minutes of the second half. After they were, you know, pretty well positioned, and that's what that's what I'm talking about with Penrith, though, with that desire. Like previously, it's been okay, cool. Hang with us, hang with us, and we'll just keep going up, keep going up, keep going up. Lately, it's been those last two steps up that they haven't haven't been willing to take. I don't want to say they don't have the ability, but that's why teams like the Warriors are hanging with them for full games. Fair. Anything else you want to add on that one? No, no. It's socials. Lovely, Thomas. He said, you've got to take what you can get after losing to the Tigers, I guess. <laughs> Josh, Panthers are great defensively, but fucking useless in attack. There you go. Steve, this game had as many big hits as PlayStation 9 at Dylan Walker's house. Boom tish. John, well done, Panthers. Well done, Warriors. Playing with 12 men, gutsy. Uh, Levi, nope. our old mate King Levius. He said, the NRL. We will do anything to pay back the Warriors for their incredible sacrifice to the game over the last two years. Also the NRL. Let's give these Kiwi fucks the Storm, Roosters and Panthers all in 11 days. Not one of them could beat us 13+, plus, even with all our sin bins, so I'm taking that as a win. Sincerely, Cleary's bitch. Uh, Damien. Cleary caught one on the chin and didn't flinch. No, he didn't. What was your opinion on that? The uh, bidding for striking... Uh, I don't know that it was intended as a punch, but it certainly looked like one. It, come... it was one of those. It was one of those those loophole punches that never get fucking penalised. Mm. Yeah, you know, like it's like they go to the open hand slap to avoid getting done for the fu- for the closed fist punch. You know, and was it just at the end? Like, he, did he hit him with a knuckle? Was that the? I, I think it's just penalty yeah. Penrith, really. Yeah. Like, I mean, if it was, if if he had have hit fucking Mitch Kenny, I'm sure that it would have been play on. 
fuck, it's good to be the narrative team. <laughs> Done the same thing. So yeah, there we go. Next game, the uh, Dolphins thirty-six defeat the Sharkies sixteen. And uh, this one, the Dolphins, their 36 came through, tries to Katoa, the hammer. Um, Lemuelu, Tessie New, and a double to Valence Tafare. Uh, Jermaine Asako, six from six conversions. Um, Milford missed with a disrespectful field goal. Um, the Shark, 16, tries to the Moot, William Kennedy, and Tig Wilton. Uh, Nico, two of three conversions. Absolute demolition job. Um... There is fucking nobody, and I mean nobody... Who could come out honestly and say they thought the Dolphins would fucking put 30 on the Sharks? Yeah. To nothing. Yeah. So almost, yeah and yeah, almost went into half time at 30 nothing. Yeah, they were, they were like, red hot. I think the Sharks were off, but even if they were on, uh, the, the mood that the Dolphins were in, the way they were playing. It was like that like, first game against the Roosters again. Mm. Yeah. It was a fucking blitzkrieg. At the beginning of that game, they went into that game already in fucking third gear. Yeah, yeah, and like for a team that's that's you know lost games and and had to you know do a, an all time comeback to win one of them mm. from just you know by way of like incredibly slow starts and conceding two three tries before they even got moving. Fuck me, that's how you turn it around. Yeah, absolutely. I and to do it shit. again without O'Sullivan, yeah. as we've said, yeah. you know, yeah. Katoa, yeah. this experience for Katoa is accelerating his development and, um, you know, I'm, I'm here for it, for sure. Um, yeah. Milford, you know, there was some a couple of vintage I'm, Milford moments. I want, to where, say, you know, I want to say that this is the best game that fucking Anthony Milford has played since... The heyday of the Broncos in yeah. like, like his whenever his last good game was like in 2016 or something. Mm. Hey, where was his where was his last contract before this? South. He had a bit. He had, he had yeah. a little bit of time. At, yeah. There were a couple. I think there was a couple of his South games. Oh, Newcastle Knights. Knights. Was it, yeah. There was one of the one of the two, and it was just responsibility free. Milford is peak Milford mm. when he's put somewhere, and they're like, we don't fucking care what happens here. Just go out there. You have no expectations on you. You're not leading anyone around. You're not expected to, to be a leader on the field. You're not expected to execute any sort of game plan. That's all taken care of by other people. That's peak Milford. Mm. And I, th- I think we saw a little bit of that. But fuck, the, the Dolphins just didn't let up. And we've, we've spoken about this, and we spoke about it at, um, at the, the time of the game. That was the biggest difference we noticed between the Dolphins and Manly. And the concerning thing for Manly should be that that's, that was a worry they had about Siebes coming in with all of his Harvard stuff and shit's going to be complex and if this happens, do this, but if this happens, do this, but if the moon's on this angle, fucking do this differently and everyone... No, you, did, you, you, you drifted into Matty Elliott there. No, said the moon, <laughs> not crystals. You... <laughs> um. But, but the Dolphins players look to be that everyone has you know, three or four things that they know they have to execute on and they're all just going out there and doing those three or four things really fucking well, which has a lower ceiling. We've, we've been over that. But my try floor. But when everyone buys into it, yeah, fuck, it's good footy to watch. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I mean, this, like, you know, think of the, like, you especially were, like, the, the, the biggest, crit, you know, critic of having another team in the comp and everything. And like, I mean, Wayne Bennett 
Like this is like we talk about the aura is gone. He has fucking reestablished it. And oh, if this is to be his oh. last season of coaching in the NRL, I mean, this even no matter how this season ends, even to this point, it's a fucking incredible achievement. But the issue I had with with another team coming in was I don't believe we've got enough talent to go around. Yeah, and then but then then he turns, you know, then then he turns like you know a kid like Katoa advances his development. Rejuvenates the corpse of 100%. Milford. Takes takes people like you and Aitken and fucking Jermaine Osako who were absolute fucking dead shits. But all and, but know, also has a essentially a representative forward pack. Yeah, a representative like like just over the other side of representative forward pack. You know what I mean? Like yeah, at, at over the over yeah. the peak of the and hill. Who would yeah. have picked Jeremy Marshall but, King to be doing what he's doing? Though? Yeah, an absolute mid a guy who was a mid hooker at a at a shit club. Like he so, could have been the best player in that in that club. But well, I guess all that means is we, we don't have a a drought of talent. We've got a, dr- a drought of good coaches because the dragons, or, or, the dragons or just and the like tigers, you, still exist in the competition. Yeah, or you just get this. Do you want um, bitch? Or, or you, yeah, including your team too. Bitch. That's that's cute. Yeah. You, you, you talk games, <laughs> I talk rings, but you know, keep going. Yeah. Stop talking about rosebudding. But I think it's a, I think it's actually the I think it's even even of you know, talent take the talent out out of the out of the equation, and maybe it's just like the fucking marriage between a certain type of player temperament with the right coach, yeah, who can extract yep. the best out of you know, hundred percent, whatever it is, and or I mean, maybe isn't it isn't it incredible though if there's a couple of those players that have had shit like go south for them at other clubs, yeah. Wouldn't it be amazing if the players weren't always secure on their fucking contracts? Yeah, and they didn't see it as like last chance. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know? and um, <laughs> and Stefari, I mean, this guy's gone from you know having his fat guts and getting penalised several times a game because he'd only go back five meters instead of ten because he still didn't know the rules of rugby league. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago <laughs> to going in and to having like one of the iconic first touches. Fuck and right. like, and everyone wanted it for him as well. Yeah, because he just looks like the fucking cult player, yep. you know, personified. And then he gets that fucking, he gets exactly the kind of try he needed to, like big boy fucking try. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was scenes, scenes. I tell you, absolute ya. fucking oath. Rosebud and sponge cakes. Jordan <laughs> said, Balmeninga <laughs> gave Talakai an absolute clinic. Two fat centers dueling it out. It was like watching local league. Scott, Dolphins beat Sharks. It's just a fact. That documentary flipper told me so. He was also kind enough to send us a YouTube documentary of Dolphins beating the shit out of Sharks. <laughs> saw, a lot, saw, a lot of, saw a lot of photos of that on the on the timeline when it was yeah. going on too. David. Who knew? So that was fucking glorious. Playing like that after 10 games together is extraordinary. It didn't give the Sharks a single opportunity to settle and play their way. Coles Redcliffe better be stocking extra jam rolls. This is one to savor. Ben, with a hot take. Oh, and this is a fucking hot take. Hot take. Hines is basically Mitch Moses without the cockhead arrogance. Good when the times are good, but disappears when it gets way too hard. Thoughts? Come back to me in two years. Yeah. If we see more of it, yeah, then okay, sure. I'm not prepared to call it like now, you know, sort of, you know, just at the beginning of his second season of 
playing in the halves as the guy. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Matt, he said, the Dolphins bring me joy. They bring everyone joy, except the people unable to experience it. Except for people who are fucking rooted in the racism of Wynnum fucking Q Cup. (laughs) And if you've ever been to Wynnum, you understand how silly that is. Yeah. You'd drown yourself if there was enough fucking water out on the beach. (laughs) If it was more than fucking ankle deep. Yeah. Imagine that being the last thing you smell. Winnem. <laughs> Matt. The Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, now Winnem and Bathurst fucking jihads on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Winnem is called Bathurst by the Sea. <laughs> Geographically, they're the closest team to me. They seem like a well-run side, well-coached and with no dickheads. I am about getting beaten by the Tigers this weekend, away from jumping ship. Which... Yeah. There you go. You happened. Know, we need to see this happen. Yeah, and luckily Lando, the Aussie guy alive, fucking get him, get him into the into the the, the fucking sponge rolls. Yeah, the new Aussie pastime. That's it. <laughs> Lachlan said, never really had much to do with you and Aiken before he came to the Dolphins, but he's quickly becoming one of our better players. He seems deceptively strong because he always seems to break through stackles and give us half a chance whenever we need a lift. I'm fucking so happy for him getting a resurgence after the dragons yeah. burned him. Wayne still hasn't hasn't taught him how to how to pass, but he doesn't need to at the moment when he can run through his opposite number. Yeah, that's it. He gets on the on the way to the line. That's it. Um, okay, so we move along to the Rabbitohs twenty eight defeating the, the Storm twelve, and uh, this one the Rabbitohs twenty eight. They uh, tries came to Cody Walker, Jacob Host, and Isaiah Tass double to Alex Johnson, and uh, what do we got? Latrell four or five conversions. The Storms twelve. Tries to Smith and Garlic with meaning two conversions. Latrell pretty clearly putting a Dally M type season together. Um, he's also the media's around him as well. There's a bit of a narrative building, um, and deservedly so. He's playing some some outstanding footy, and again, he's another one of those guys. Uh, he typically has that that aura that you know when he's got the ball. Um, the opposition players are instantly back on their heels and and he's second guessing how they're going to defend it even if it's you know it's just a regulation run there everyone's on high alert um, but at the moment the form he's in it's you know the defensive line's overthinking everything trying to counteract what he's doing before he's yeah. done it so yep. um, that's advantage to see us because it opens up space as you've seen for for Cody and, and, you know, Campbell Graham, Cam Murray on edges and stuff like that, just by Latrell being in the area, um, doesn't even necessarily have to have the ball, which is testament to, to, to the form that he's in. Um, you imagine them next year, though, going, oh, yep, we've, we've got all of that there, plus we're adding a guy who has shone, positively shone in the centres at state of origin level. Like... They're not making silly moves, Souths. Mm. Um, look, if this truly was a battle of the of two of the best teams in the comp, Souths took it to another level, and and Melbourne at this stage of where they're at in in twenty twenty three, just they couldn't go with them. No, it's all, and it's been mentioned a couple of times. It was mentioned in the comments. If you look at Souths' draw, they've had all the heavyweights. They've had all the heavyweights. Now, do you think that's a positive for them, which means they can... And, you know, obviously not coast, but there are some easier games ahead for them. 
to finish off and go through to the end of the season? Or is it the whole, you know, iron sharpens iron thing and coming into finals time, you want to be testing yourself against the clubs that you'll meet in the finals? I think for CS, my opinion is that they know they know what finals football is about. Um, yeah. I think they can spend the season, you know, if they've got over the heavy lifting to, to start the season, I think that you know, probably plays them into some form and they can fine-tune some things over yeah. the course of the season. Um, yeah, I, I don't... I mean, it comes down to the quality of the coaching, you know, how how he manages it. Yep. But, yeah, I don't... I, I get the argument as far as, you know, tapering up towards a finals campaign for a less experienced side, but Seas, I think um, I think they'll be fine. Beautiful. Thomas said, I'm glad Grover made it up to God's own stadium to watch his Melbourne plotters get reamed by God's own team. I'll tell you what, though. Fucking Grover, that guy, he extracted every fucking drop out of Magic Round that one could extract. Yeah. He was, <laughs> he was on it the entire fucking time. I don't think he pulled the pin before almost opening time most nights. One, then you saw... Um, I was talking to Clevo and you know about a concert he was going to. Grover turns up at that concert at the Trifford as well, and Clevo's got a video of Grover just fucking—he wasn't with him and just crowd surfing past him on a video while he's filming the song. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the, the fucking guy, like, I mean, he—he uh, he lives, he lives every fucking minute oh, yeah. until the inevitable fucking just drop. <laughs> I'll miss miss you when that happens, Grover. He's, but, um, only, he's only twenty two years old, but yeah. I tell you what, he's, and he looks he's tremendous living. for a sixty. <laughs> he doesn't. He what? <laughs> he's living. Ryan, he said, is it just me or does Lachlan Ilias have that Thurston vibe about him with his efforts? Seemed like every kick he put through, he was right there to defend when a lot of other halfbacks just kick it and let their teammates do the cleanup. I know he's early on in his career, but if this is the standard he's setting for himself already, his future could look pretty bright. As always, hashtag fuck the Broncos. He strikes me as an effort over skill. Mm. That's his... which, I, which I would take most days of the week. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, uh, Dan, South had probably the hardest draw to start the year. It's really pretty soft from here. They've got one hand on the JJ Gilton. Can't see them dropping too many from here. We shall see. Except for this weekend. They're definitely, they're definitely the form team of the comp. Uh, Kurt, as much as Grant is an amazing hooker, he's by far the most infuriating high-caliber hooker to watch inside the attacking 20. Like in a toddler trying to put a triangle in a square in the shape in the sorter, he continuously forces something that simply isn't there to begin with. Not only we waste a play, but he puts the whole attack out of sync. There you go. All right. The uh, West Tigers, 18, defeat the St. George Illawarra Dragons, 16. Tigers tries to Star-Lord, Noffa, and Junior Tupo. Wakeham, two conversions, one penalty goal. Dragon 16, tries to Rawalawa and a double to Jaden Sullivan. Jaden Sullivan, two of two conversions. Glenny, what happened, mate? Not all yours. What happened? Uh, we narrowly avoided another quite embarrassing fucking full-time fucking disaster. Um, saved only by... A fucking teenager putting his body on the line and knocking. See, you, you say that, but I, I, I would, I, I'd, I'd characterise it more as Moses Suli bombing it. Hundred percent. 
Like, I mean, yeah. That was like the famous fucking Gandalf moment in the 2016 grand final. Like, <laughs> I mean, except he didn't have to fucking... Like, big surely, man, surely... Just run through Big Man yeah, and he was surely there. he crashes yeah. over. I yeah, just, surely. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, if you're not going to crash over, just put the ball on Ravalawa's... Put it in front of him. Yep. Who also yeah. is, you know, a sizable unit. Yeah. Can trample a man. Mm. Yep. Um, impressive effort from Dream, um, who, you know, a couple of first grade games in, can't hate where he's at right at the moment. Um, he's his level of... The Tigers fullback forever. He's, Still the Roosters by him. His level of involvement um, and understanding of, of how they're playing is, is very high for such a young player, which is impressive. Um, but I will say, I sat there and I did expect... This is a you know a bit of PTSD, but I did expect it to end in misery. And as uh, as the Dragons were putting that together, the, the fucking play prior where the ball goes to ground and it stacks on, and then someone throws it at Ben Hunt's foot, and he manages to fucking manufacture a chip and chase out of nothing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here we go. The right oak. This is where this is where we're going. Um, but thankfully. Um, the Tigers were, as I said, dream, and um, you know a couple of other guys got across there. And um, testament to to the newfound effort over the last couple of weeks that um, you know and how they're playing. I was impressed. I, I, the the seats that we had, given they were so high up behind the goalposts, was such a fucking great vantage point to watch the, the arm wrestle side of things and, and the yardage yeah. battle was was really That's what that's I, why I really actually, went down the rabbit hole with that. Like just yeah, watching. that's that's why I love that's why I love those mm. love there's those not seats. A bad seat, Uncle. No. Well the yeah there's but the first one. time the first time I've ever sat like around that area was when I took my nephew to the footy last year sometime when he was up. And um and for whatever reason they were the seats that we, we got and I just remember thinking, it's actually fucking, it's, you can see it all fucking develop mm. and lay out from up there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're sitting up there, sort of like spider cam. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I love it. It's like, it's probably, probably my preferred way. I mean, you sort of, you, you, you lose a little bit in terms of like, you know, hearing the ground stuff, but you know, you, you get a lot out of it though, just from the, watching just, it from the uh, coach's you view, could, you know? One thing for the Tigers perspective I was impressed with was, just you could see that they responded as the dragons were um, starting to get on top in the arm wrestle and and Appy when the tigers had the ball Appy was was far more you could see him he was playing with a lot more uh, you know a lot more energy or a lot more desperation to to get guys onto the ball to get that that over that advantage line and and yeah. um, give Brooks you know the ability to to put a more attacking kick or, or get more distance on his kick because he had more time. And um, so, Nate, you pointed out, you know, over the even with the couple of weeks leading up to, to the Penrith game, the, the Tigers have actually, you know, their completion rates were, were quite high and their, their yardage uh, or metres gained in sets was, was actually 
there or thereabouts where it needs to be for for a good side. And you know they were letting themselves down uh, in that attacking twenty. Yeah, they, just got to, they, just, they just need to learn how to attack. And I mean they're still not there on that front. No, 100%. I mean they still need to get more than three tries a game probably to to be consistently you know on the winners list. Yeah, that's but true. um. But, and and that, that's a part that's hilarious. Still not hilarious, just mystifying to me. Like when you got like Benji and Sheens there, yeah. like I thought I would have thought the attack would have come first and they would have been winning shootouts. Yeah. But um. But no, look, yeah. I'll take two wins in a row and fuck the Dragons and their fan base in particular. Everything come Ooh. up, Glenny. As it Let's always does. And you, and, and you've got your and you've got your new you've got your new um. Dolphin support Orlando as well, as he mentioned two games ago in the comments <laughs> that he that he was a Tigers loss away from uh, jumping on the yes. on the uh, on ready. So uh, Hayden, he said undefeated at Magic Round. Yes, sir. Sam, except for that loss last year. Dragons have never won at Magic yeah. Round because raping cancels out magic. I like That's it. True. The more you know, I read uh, it in Harry Potter. Russell he said, "Wow, if Hunt could pass it to Hunt on that line break, Dragons would have won." There we go. Fit. Next well, game. No mention about uh, jumping off there. I see. Our comments have a long memory. The, the North Queensland Cowboys 20 defeat the Roosters 6. The uh, Cowboys tries to Cotter, Townsend, and Gachevsky. Um, Val, three conversions and one penalty goal. The Roosters 6 try to Crichton and a conversion uh, to Suali'i. The real Cowboys finally stood up. Um the second most surprising thing after the fucking Dolphins first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah for it. sure. Um, definitely didn't see this one coming. I, I was probably most impressed with Cohen Hess's performance um, and to a slightly lesser extent Ruben, uh, extent, Ruben Cotter's. Um, they've this is been, Cotter's first sort of back game, yeah, I think. They, they yeah. were both well below par um, so far this season. Um, Cotter... You, you have higher expectations, um, I think, as, as far as what he brings to that Cowboys side these days. And, mm. um, no, they, they put it together. And, yeah, they the Roosters, they they didn't just didn't have the fucking answer. The, the Cowboys just kept coming and um, got control through the ruck and, and made good, good yardage through the middle, which is saying something against... You know those those roosters leaders, and um, yeah, I think the the proof will be in the pudding over the next few weeks as to whether the Cowboys truly have turned it around or whether this is a, a flash in the pan. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think it'll be comforting for them that okay, yeah, good. We we are capable of this, but you're right. I want to see it more consistently. You know, the media see is agitating that. You know that uh, that Suali'i could uh, be released uh, like a year and a half early or whatever mm-hmm. to go to Union and all this sort of disgruntled shit. Fuck yeah! I don't hate the media going after the Roosters. No, Jordan said nothing better than ruining the Roosters' night. No real standouts for the cows. That the whole team played well. In the future ninth, the Chad stood up to criticism and stamped his authority. Nothing better than beating a glamour club. Chris. So the sombrero last seen speeding down the inner city bypass airport bound. Reports <clears throat> inflation has damaged ref payment plans. Ouch. Justin, can I just ask, where the fuck has this team been for nine rounds? And why did they wait till I put a Pavarotti on them to come last to play like that? 
shits me to tears. Talk about a hate fuck. <laughs> Richard, what does this great country come to when people are pleased that a German got to watch a pack of hick chicken fuckers in action? Seriously, though. Well done, Carsten. Gus, we all rate Manu, but for me, Walker at seven is a more effective than him at six. Appreciate its early Dales. Soar looks like he's trying to go to Union without injury as well. And also, yeah, I mean, shout out to Carsten, who's come down, a German who lives in Switzerland, he's come down to Magic Ground. Yeah. And his team has been playing like absolute fucking pack of idiots all season. Pull one out and beat the team that many said were the favourites to be the, you know, the pre-season favourites to win the competition. That's it. Now tell me you don't believe in Magic. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Okay, finally, the Gold Coast Titans 26 defeat the Parramatta Eels 24. Titans, a double to Kieran Foran, uh, a double to Carm Pereira. Brian Kelly also with a try. Tanner Boyd, three conversions from five attempts. The Eels 24 came to a hat-trick to Mike Acevo. Clint Gutherson, Andrew Davey with tries. Moses, one conversion. Gutho, one conversion. Kieran Foran's being needled up to start, you know, to make games or at least get through games, and we're in round nine. I'm not sure that's a fantastic sign, but if he's going to play like that, uh, like fucking oath, give, give him all the needles, give, give him as many needles as you need to. Um, Needle the whole and team. And that's his, that's his best, that's his his best game. Not in a manly jersey, in his entire career. Yeah. So I mean, it's not a super super huge sample size. I mean, it's his Titans career to date. You know, a couple of games for the Eels and a couple of games that you know, or, you know, half a season worth of games maybe for the Dogs. Yep. But that that game was by far. Did and he away play for the best. Warriors, or am I imagining that? Um, I forget where he fucking went. I forget too. There was a, the, we call those the lost years. Where was that one? Like he went and played one game or something, and that was like Parramatta was about that was before it? he then he before the injuries injuries struck and yeah, things like okay. that. Yeah. Um, another player the Titans are getting great value out of is is Cam Pereira. Um. His finishing, not to mention his acceleration, is, is fucking next level. He's coming out of nowhere. Like, yeah. Just um, has become a real attacking weapon um, for for the way the Titans play. And um, from Parramatta's perspective, I think I think they're still languishing. They're they're a long way off last year's grand finalist type form and. You know, not saying. And this game, they, they lose. They lose Mitch Moses but... for a period of time too, don't mm. they? Which is not going to help them, or maybe it will. Yeah. Well, well you know, Dylan Brown gets to come out of his shell a little bit. So I don't and think he does. He does. Thing. And he does. He does do that when he's sort yeah. of got the free reign without yeah, Moses you're there. Right. You're yeah, right. Exactly. But yeah, Paris. Paris got some fucking work to do. You know, they're only a game or two games out of last place, and. That's that's a long way back, given the way some of the you know the better teams, the South, and the, you know you, you say Penrith still got room for improvement. They're back to back defending champs, and you know the form South are in. Paris a million miles off both of them. I, who who knows what it is these days, and it's funny. I was listening to a bunch of guys discuss the NBA at the moment, and they're talking about how quickly the game changes from what you think you're used to. And they were talking about the years gone by when you had teams that were just so obviously the best team that if they didn't put in dominant performances all the time, there was something seriously wrong. 
Yep. Whereas now it's gone to like if you look at the their finals that are coming now, players and teams are fucking yo-yoing through a through a series. Like one team will like just blow another one by twenty, mm. and then the other team blows out the next night. Maybe it's this thing now. I don't know whether it's taking a little while. The old the old lose one to win one mm. doesn't necessarily mean you come back the next year. Maybe there's a slower burn to it now because South now look to me like I thought they should have looked last year. Yeah, okay. After getting done in a grand final and they had fucking every opportunity to win that grand final as well. Like that was a nervous fucking last 13 minutes in that stadium. South now, they look to me like they were done last year. I'm not I'm not convinced South and, win the comp if they play Penrith in a grand final again. Um, I think that's a bridge too far and too many demons. But if they face anyone else... But I'm just saying Parramatta don't look like a team that was dusted in the grand final last year. And they no. were fucking dusted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anything else you want to add on that one? Yes, 2017, Kieran Foran played 17 matches for the Warriors. They, I fucking knew it. There you go. Um, Noughts. He said, Foran scores a double. Second half was still shithouse. We'll take the two points, but the right side defense is definitely not NRL standard. Well, I, I think it is, buddy, because that is the standard of a team in the NRL. I think well, the, the, the thing with the Titans is that that their attack is great and their style of football is great, but it does can, it does have risks, and I don't think they're good enough to defend the errors that come from it yet. Yeah, but it. I mean, like they you know they're, they're they're showing signs of improvement, but you know they're going to be games like this, yeah. sort of scoreline though. Yeah. You know what I'd fucking love? You know that the fucking wife swap or husband swap shows on TV, where they give a. Like yeah. take take couples and switch them and send send them to each other's houses. There's one that that kid says that like you know the chicken nuggets is like his family. That's a funny. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> look it up. Um, <laughs> how good would fucking coach swap be? Like just for a fortnight. Like imagine the Titans got Wayne and get in. Yeah. They just they just don't train train defense and they're just there running these fucking attacking plays for six days a week at training. How fucking disgusted the old Gilfmeister would be. Um, Hammers, he said, never in doubt. Paprika time, baby. Scott. I don't know. Why, why are you going to be paprikaing about, like, you know, narrowly beating the eels? Because fuck the eels. Like, it's a bit, I mean, like, it's a fucking low bar is all I'm saying. Scott he said, oh, God, when we hit 26 points, fortunate sun started playing in my head. <laughs> fuck yeah. Titans are the better blue and yellow team this magic round. Fafita will be a beast in origin. He's doing all the right things. Liam, Queensland clean sweep. Go home and lick your wounds, you southern losers. See you at origin. Josh, they call it magic round because Gutho losing is just a wonderful fairy tale ending. Seeing him bamboozled with a Carl Pereira chip, uh, chip kick was fantastic. Surprised no one did an ACL on that surface. Yeah, the thing about ACLs is it actually it's it's like torsion requires torsion of the knee yeah. while the, while there's grip from the boot, you know, holding the leg tight in the ground and where the boot doesn't slip out and you know it says you get that twist on the knee and when it's a dog track like that and falling apart after Saturday afternoon. So it's actually then better for ACLs, you're saying. Better for ACLs, probably worse for things like I guess like, you know, maybe maybe sprains uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, but um but yeah, for for things like yeah, ACLs it's probably better. Yeah. 
Well, isn't that what Teddy said? Changing from long, long studs to short studs is one of the reasons he doesn't get so many injuries anymore. Right. Yeah, he's also he also has a state of the art, well financed team, medical staff. Yeah, yeah that he which definitely West, did not have before. But the West Tigers do have it now. I mean, at least in terms of stretching quads and That's haircuts. True. Right. Okay. So. Um, Moving on to the news sort of thing. Have you got any news articles you want to bring up? The one that I thought was fucking hilarious today. It's not so much news, but um, media media day. Jack Bird's up for media this time, and uh, he had a bit of um. He was he was trying to he, he he had to debunk some stuff about him leaving the Dragons, but the most important stuff was he was asked about um angry fans who started a petition for Anthony Griffin to be sacked and there was talk that there was going to be a disgruntled group of Dragon supporters and they'd be staging a process a protest um, at their next game on Friday night against the Roosters right and um, and Bird's quote was fans don't really know too much about footy I don't think they've got a lot to say about people on the field I don't think they've ever played a game of footy I'm speaking from first hand stuff that I've copped wow. so um I love that. He's, uh, he's essentially just kind of said, fuck the... I mean, he's basically done a glenny. Yeah, he's basically <laughs> said, said, fuck the dragons, The only thing fans. worse than this shit <laughs> cunt of a club that I play for is these fucking fans that I have to endure. Um, Trotters in particular, who was trying to message me. Trotters and saying cash trying to message me on Sunday. Fuck off. Your team shit. You're trying to talk shit. And yeah, what were they even, trying to say? No, well, what were they trying to say though? Like, you know, great, good game, congratulations. Because no, if that's if that's nothing, what they were saying, and you were being a cunt, like that. Well, what were they saying? No, give me an example. Here we go. Fucking hell, you're really going to make me do this. I can't remember my passcode. Oh fuck! Is it there? Away from the computer? No, it's not. At least I can't hear it on my head at the moment. Shane Cash. Um, yeah, some Dragons fan got a little bit lippy as I was walking around to, to the gate to enter the stadium. Waited quite, you know, as a Dragons fan would. Waited till he was probably 10 to 15 metres past me and, and then said, go the Dragons. Um, apparently, where's, where's Shane Cash? Um, a, a sea of red and white is coming your way. Um... I said, is that blood and platelets after we gut you motherfuckers? Uh, I see if my Jesus coming your way when we destroy you. And I was uh, proven to be right. Um, Trotter's also t- trying to talk his shit. Um, but in the end, the Tigers won. And the Dragons, as endorsed by Jack Bird himself, uh, the Dragons are fucked and their fans are cunts. Lovely. So, um, any other stories, really? Um, there's talk that Jason Riles may be the guy that's next up for the Dragons and uh, with a potential five-year deal being offered his way. Uh, whether that's actually real or not, I don't know, but um, Jason Riles probably the most in-demand young coach in the game yeah. at the moment. Um, the Roosters and the Storm and the Dragons... Uh, all want a piece of him, and he did. And he and he's currently with the Roosters in the Roosters system, and he has spent time under Bellamy at the Storm yeah. as well. Um, so yeah. So then, having uh, having spent time in the Dragons himself, yep. As a coach, where do you go? Like, surely you go to the place with the best systems. 
best facilities, best setup. I guess that uh, the he, you know the 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 Bellamy is not necessarily leaving straight away. Um, yep. Robbo's you know no no end in sight for him at the Roosters. So a pathway to become a first grade coach at a club that you know he would have some sort of you know sentimental attachment to. Mm. Yep, being an old boy. Um, but yeah, it looks like it looked like Ben Hornby was th- was spoken about that he was going to be the guy, and uh, and I think that that was because the 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 perception was there that they that they the Dragons had no chance of getting roles. Yeah, but now um, apparently, um, thanks to Michael Carrianis broke the story saying that um, yeah, he was he did speak to them. There you so, go. Look, he's. I, I wanted him to come on as an assistant uh, at Manly. I rate him um, as a, one of the young coaches of the game. But uh, and if the Dragons get him, I mean, you know, they'll fucking ruin him and send him to England. I'm sure. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. Um. All right. If you got no uh, no other stories that you really want to talk no, about, there's there's nothing. There's a yeah. big fucking blow up about that. Um, refs faulting one percent of Kiwi. Who owns... Oh, yeah, the guy that owns the yeah a portion of... A fucking New Zealand's premier chili bin supplier or whatever the fuck's yeah. important over there. Um, Scaffold. I, I believe someone has actually informed him of New Zealand's status in the world. And so he has um, gone back into his lane and will never speak publicly about anything ever again. Um, wow. Because, you know... Yeah. Uh, there's an article there about Laurie Daly losing hundreds of thousands of dollars. His betting partnership rules. In a game yeah, that's a, well, that's a, with Gus Gould. Yeah, no. and he wants to. And, and the thing is, he he has he is the betting uh, the betting segment, and um and as a as a result, the NRL won't ratify any deal for him to come on as like an assistant or a consultant at a club. Um, you know what? He's not missing out on all this money. Yeah. I mean, he's he, the the fucking bookies are probably paying him more than those roles are worth, and he's yep. making a financial decision. And if the and if the he wanted to, if he had some love of coaching or consulting and wanted to do that, and the money was on similar, then he would choose to do that, and he'd sever his relationships with the the other guys. Exactly. It's it's becoming so fucking obvious. The only ads on during the footy. Mm. Are for fucking fried chicken and gambling. Yeah, that's it. That's yep. fucking it. Oh, and ma- like maybe fucking some mid beer. Yep. Like for fuck's sake. Like. Some I don't know. You're watching through KO, yeah. And, and, and I don't know if I'm precious about this, but just the constant fucking barrage. Like you know, yes, thank you. I am aware that gambling exists. You know, but then all of these fucking new features, oh, just easily click here and copy popular bets from around you. Yeah, yeah. But every other fucking gambler's a dumb cunt too. It, like, what, <laughs> like, are people actually doing that? Going, oh, fuck you. Yeah. I don't even have to think about my gambling now. <laughs> copy, copy, copy. It. Look, this is that movie fucking Idiocracy starting yep. to come through. Yep. Anyway. Just swap out the beer commercials for Brondo. It's got a left 
<laughs> it's got a plant's crave. Um, but even, like, but even non non rugby league stuff, the same. Case in point, you were watching it as well this morning. Watching um, Philadelphia fucking trounce the Boston racists, fucking, fucking crackers. Um, and like all those ads there are just like American fucking betting ads with, with Jesse from fucking Breaking Bad and shit. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah. what ads were you get? What were you watching? I was watching it through Ko. Oh, I was yeah, I was watching on the NBA app. Oh yeah, okay, cool. Which is yeah, which is good. That just just says we're in a game break and puts a logo up. Oh okay, oh yeah, I had the KO ads. Yeah. So some betting thing with with Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad, and I can't, I don't know which betting place it was for. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, look again, the American sports fucking terrible for it as well because now, post COVID, all of these American and yeah, primarily Republican states. Have gone. Oh, we're we're fucked for state revenue because of COVID. So they get a lot of their money. Let's you know, legalize the, the shit that we stamped out. They're legalizing marijuana, gambling, and prostitution. The holy trinity. Well, the the fucking holy tax windfall. The answer. The answer to 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 the question Conan was asked about what's best in life. <laughs> Being on the punt. <laughs> Paying for gamble to, to gamble on the results of your of wars with your enemies, <laughs> uh, to smoke weed before them and hear the lamentation of the of the whoers. It's like a fucking VB ad that went south. <laughs> you can get it having a punt. Oh, for fuck's sake! You can get it paying for. No further required. <laughs> the Melbourne Storm take on the Brisbane Broncos back to Thursday night and um, down at the Korean Housewife this one. The uh, Storm side, unchanged from the pack of magical losers. Uh, the Broncos side, also unchanged. Plotters Broncos away from home for about the first time ever. Yeah. And the Broncos have to travel, yeah. I'm going to tip the storm. I think it's bounce win. back to an extent. Yeah, I think the Broncos should win based on you know form so far this season. But yeah, just at home, um, Munster and Hughes another game under their belts together. Yeah, I think the storm, storm play a high 12. possession game and and Jerome Hughes and or Munster you know kick well at the end of sets. Yeah, and don't give the Broncos sets. You know. In attack, starting ten meters out from the try line. Yep. I think I think they can uh, show them how it's done. Yep. Agreed. Doggies take on the Warriors. Pub slot game, as it should be with the doggies involved. Declan Casey's out. Samuel Hughes uh, is out. Adokar makes his return to the wing, and Harrison Edwards to the bench. The Warriors side. Edward Kosey is out. Jackson Ford is out. Uh, Rocco Berry comes into centre. Ronald Volkman to 5'8". Um, Montoya goes from centre to wing. Dylan Walker goes to the bench from 5'8". Freddie Lussick goes to the bench from hooker. Wade Egan goes from the bench to hooker. Uh, and uh, Josh Curran, uh, bench to second row. I think the Warriors will be too strong for the Bulldogs just based on the resilience factor alone. Um, and they'll be looking to bounce back uh, from the game at Magic Round. So, uh, I don't know. I just think Sean Johnson, 
um, too creative and, and the form that he's displayed over the last several weeks enough to get the do- en- enough to get the job done against the dogs yep beautiful I agree yep yep I would agree as well I mean I think this game's going to be you know, reasonably you know well contested and, and close but um, I think the Warriors will get there I mean they performed well under injury adversity as well as playing teams that you know should be far better than them so Test I think you know the Webster's coaching as well yeah, getting, yeah. getting them right again and, uh, and ready to go again uh, a, a week after a loss. Yep. Panthers take on the Roosters Friday night late game. The uh, Panthers squad unchanged. The Sydney Roosters, Egan Butcher is out. Fletcher Baker comes in. Um, Matt Lodge goes from front row to the bench. Letters goes from bench to front row and Crichton bench to second row. Unfortunately, fucking Tyrone Peach is still around. So... Again, this one, it, it fucking boggles me. Surely there is a, a junior we can bring up. Surely there is somebody in our top 30 that we can play in the centres that isn't Tyrone Peachy. See, I could take that exact sentence that you said and just swap out the word Tyrone Peachy for the words Brad Parker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking... at least he's established in your side, though. Oh, God, he shouldn't be. Yeah, but, yeah, um... The Roosters are going to be smarting after that, and and they've got enough strike power on the park that they should be able to make this a competitive game. No fucking way. No way. But I think Penrith's defence is going to be far too good for them, and the Roosters are down on confidence enough as it is. Yeah. Penrith thirteen plus. Agreed. You take a, you know like Mitchell Pearce and Cooper Cronk out of the Roosters' sides. And Trent and Robbo may as well be fucking Trent Barrett. Oh, fucking and that's what you, and that's and that's what we're seeing today, and that's what yeah. we're seeing Friday night at eight. Lock it in. <laughs> the rabbits take on the West Tigers. Uh, this one's happening at Acor Stadium. I may possibly be going to this game depending on timing. And um, the rabbit site, Blake Taffy is uh, is out. Um, the West Tigers, Safarth is out. Bateman comes into the second row, and uh, Kapoor goes from second row to bench. Glenny, spin a tail. How can Look, that happen? I can't remember the last time we lost a game. Um, <laughs> the form that the Tigers uh, were in. I vodka imagine. lime and vodka <laughs> lime and soda. <laughs> <laughs> the great lobotomizer. <laughs> Fucking five dollars fifty head to head, Tigers. I know we talk a lot about sports, about sports betting ads, but fucking like this is if there's not a reason to gamble, I don't know what is. Like, <laughs> really, fucking it's free money, people. So is it the last team on the ladder versus the the form team in the competition? Yeah, look, I don't need you to. I don't need you to come come at me with facts and logic. Um, when you're talking about the West Tigers um, on a winning streak, the likes of which we haven't seen for at least for twelve months. Year, well, for many a year, many a year. Didn't you win a couple in a row when you went on that Hastings led? Yeah, Hastings thing where you won beat us the two games in a row. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, cool. Yeah. Um, 
Look, so obviously, is, very, is very he, tough. He's now the club's greatest ever number seven, isn't he? Yeah, easily. Has yeah. to be. Fuck yeah. Um, very, very tough assignment. Um, you know, they're going to have to be, you know, better again in the in the possession, field position and yardage game um, that they're sort of making, uh, trying to make, you know, how they put their best foot forward. So um, defensively, South are going to throw a hell of a lot at them down that left. Um how Noffa goes with that. We'll ultimately determine whether we win by 30 or 40. If, if Noffa has a, an off night defensively, which it's been quite some time since he's had an off night defensively uh, in first grade for the Tigers. And he's got, a, what's he got, 102 tries now, the man. Absolute fucking standout. Uh, Latrell Mitchell... Every time he touches the ball, we need approximately 16 players on him. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure the Tigers have that in them. Uh, but at $5.50, please, the more you put on, the more you get back. West Tigers, 1-12. to 12. You heard it here What's first. What's the line? Yeah, no. No. Save your money, folks. Rabideau's $1.15. Fucking ludicrous. These bookies just aren't even trying. So it sounds like they're, they're predicting that the Rabbitohs are going to win without even trying. I'm going to refinance my house to bet on the Rabbitohs. I'll be able to refinance your house after I pick up my winnings from the West Tigers' glorious victory. West Tigers' glory hole. Glory, glory. Cowboys. So you're predicting a, you're predicting a South win after all, <laughs> right? Um, North Queensland Cowboys take on the uh, St George Illawarra Dragons up at the abattoir. The uh, Cowboys side unchanged. St George Illawarra Dragons side unchanged. Based on those two factors alone, Cowboys thirteen plus. It's funny the Dragons have had a higher baseline. Yeah, probably they really have this season. And, and like yeah. I said before in the game uh, review. The, the real the real test for the Cowboys after that type of performance is whether they can back it up the following yep. week. There's, there's, yeah, there's whether, massive, whether it's real or not. Yeah, the massive there's a massive opportunity for them to do that given they're playing the Dragons. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll back the Cowboys here. At, at home, Dragons yeah. not, not looking great. That's... Yeah, and that officially a clubbing crisis. The coach has been on the chopping block for, for long enough. They just lost to the the Tigers. He's been dropping players left, right and centre, and then those players are going out and blitzing fucking reserve grade. Like there was an article on Little. Yeah. Mm. That he's just out there fucking carving people up. Yeah, they they'll be fine, the Cowboys. The Raiders take on the Eels in Canberra. Uh, Savage is out. Albert Hopawade comes in. For the Eels, Moses out. Jacob Arthur in. The great wow. equaliser. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Raiders, I just I, I had to look at the betting thing just to see who, you know how it's been received. And the Raiders are decent favourites. 
for this that's, one. Uh, that's yeah, an wow. interesting one. Obviously, playing at home, we're getting to that time of year again where it's legitimate advantage for for the Raiders. Um, I'm not impressed with Para. I'm going to tip the Raiders one to twelve. Yep, I I think Parramatta have far too many points in them for the Raiders. The Raiders' defense this year hasn't been anything to write home about. You know, the you, you look at their games; they're all generally high-scoring affairs, even the ones that they've won. And I think the way you lean with this game depends on how you feel about Dylan Brown stepping up without Moses. And and in the past, there's evidence that he does tend to play his better it. games when he's exactly. allowed to. So, no, um, and Parramatta. Yeah, it's a tough one, hey. I I don't I don't understand why the 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 betting is the line is is like that. I, I would have the game much more even, and really just does come down to the fact of how does Brown stand up? How much of a liability is Arthur, or how much can he you know not fuck up? And the Raiders are sort of operating on a a bit of a emotional high with with Whiten at the moment. How long does that last? Yeah, no, nah, they gone. Oh, all right. The uh, Knights take on the Titans. This one's happening in Newcastle. The uh, Knights side, they are missing Glenn's mate, Kurt Mann. Yes. Adam Elliott comes in, and uh, Phoenix Crosland goes from bench to hooker. The Gold Coast Titans, uh, Kinney is out. Cruz Leeming comes in on the bench. Well, the Knights have replaced a massive cock with a massive cock. Kurt Mann out, Adam Elliott in. Um... I liked what the Titans did last week. And Knights will be obviously rested coming off the bye. But previous to that, they had that game where the Eels destroyed them and the Knights mm. weren't even in it from the first. You know, yeah. they, they did not show up at the ground. Yep. Yeah. And until the Knights show show me something that they're not, that that's not their style of play with Ponga in the side, I'm, I'm prepared to, to back against them. So I think the, the Titans will win 13 plus. Yep, with thirteen plus. Would it be would it interest you to hear that as far as betting's concerned, they are both at one ninety. Yes, that's I established earlier. The bookies know nothing about rugby league. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn Bird. Yes, um, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm going to tip the Titans for this one without great confidence. Yeah, it's possible. Finally, the uh, mighty Manly Seabs Eagles take on the Sharks at Brookie. The uh, Manly squad is unchanged. And I tell you what, I can't wait to see Saturday afternoon because there's not fucking changes revolving around in that 17. Um, I'm going to assume that Des Hasler is fucking covertly taking charge of the side again because, like, after... I mean, you know, I'm just a fan. I don't know shit about rugby league. But after last week and accumulated PTSD from other weeks... I'm fucking taking Brad Parker. I'm dropping the cunt. Um, ben Turbo, he was okay um, in the second half in the centres. So I'd, I'd throw him in there for now until such time as, as uh, you know, I'm prepared to put uh, Ruben in the centre and then get Ray Vega on the um, on the wing. Yep. Because I think you just do, you do, you need, you need that kind of fucking animal that just smashes cunts and stands over their, you know, stands yeah. over their bodies and shit. You need, you need that kind of guy, and I don't think yep. there's anyone that has that kind of hard, hard nosed attitude at the moment. Um, Schuster's in there in 22. Apparently, he's trained the house down 
with uh, Spud Carroll and lost four and a half kilos mm. since his last appearance. Um, I I hear that maybe he's not a hundred percent right yet, so they may hold him back until next week. But I can't, I, I cannot fucking stand me another Cooper Johns. That cunt is weak as piss. Like I said it last week, so I'm not going to repeat about the fucking Stuart digging in line. The cunt looks scared of contact and will fucking pass it like three meters before the fucking line. And it just he's just this fucking animated fucking body that that just links the ball from you know catch pass out to the next guy and does fucking nothing contributes nothing yep. um but with 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 Ray with with Ray Vega in the in the squad um Samuel Afainu get him in there for fucking um for Tuolangi and Schuster there as well I mean the players are in the squad that you could swap in and actually deliver on the you know on the on the statement that, you know, positions aren't guaranteed, you know, competition for all the spots, blah, 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 blah. Like, the players are there in the squad to change it out. And this is round 11 as well. So, I mean, where's the fucking come? I mean, he should have been fucking in 14 this week as, you know, now that we can actually have development players in the side. So, it's blue balls for me. It's blue balls for many Manly fans who expected to come this week. And um, the sooner we can come, the better. Shark side. They uh they move Cameron McInnes to the bench from lock and Fanukan um sorry to lock to the bench and 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 uh, Fanukan goes from bench to lock. Um, it's hard enough to make it. The Sharks they were fucking diabolical last week. Yeah, blown off. The why? Bottom. Like what? Like what the fuck was you know? Because they they didn't get an opportunity to be yeah. anything but. Well, this yeah. is the thing. Even I, in the second half, they had fu- the, that game says far more about their opposition. Yeah, but I mean, they the came, sharks. They 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 entered the they they entered the in half time on a bit of a roll where they scored a try, almost scored another. Yep. Came out again in the second half, you know, full of dominance, and and the Dolphins were barely hanging on for a while there, but they did, and they sort of weathered the storm. And then once they'd weathered that storm, it became very fucking clear that the Sharks had nothing and weren't going to do shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, for the rest of the game. I, yeah, I, I don't think I can tip against the Sharks on this. Very, it's very, un, I mean, very, very fucking unlike, you know, very mm. un shark like of what we've seen of them in recent times. Um, if it was played at Shark Park, I'd be, I'd, you know, one hundred percent be, you know, Sharks by plenty. Yeah. In fact, it's a brookie, you know, maybe not so much. But um, I'm really sort of keeping my powder dry until I see what the uh, if there's any changes because I cannot fucking stand me another fucking Brad Parker, Josh Alloy fucking seven fucking mistakes between the dumb cunts performance Nasty. again this week. Nasty. There you go. I, it's, Mother's, it's Mother's Day. I, if, they, if they, if Brad Parker fucking does that again and a fucking alloy does that again, I will fucking kill my mother and both grandmothers on Mother's Day to, to fucking make a point. There you go. You've heard it here first. <laughs> it's going to happen at fucking Eat Street. Fucking dark times. I, I, tell, I, I Fucking hell, why don't you just do what normal cunts do and say you're going to switch to the Dolphins? He's <laughs> <laughs> made of sterner I mean, stuff. He's going to kill his own mother. <laughs> yeah, I made of sterner stuff. I'm not going to kill my team allegiance before I kill my mother. Who do you think I am? What do you think I was like fucking Lando, fucking bitch-ass fucking <laughs> switching team motherfucker? Never, never. Although this is going to be, you know, it's unfortunate for Lando that the first game of his tenure uh, as a Dolphins fan, is, uh, is is in fact the buy, or you know, looking at it positively, you can say, well, it's a guaranteed easy win. win, easy win, yep. easy win, yes. easy win. Nice. So um, that's that. 
There we go. That's the games. That's the episode. What was it? 514? That's yeah, full time. It was. Um, yep. Uh, as always, uh, head to you can head to thisweekinleague.com. You don't have to go forward slash links. I've just redirected it to the links thing at the moment. Well, oh, it looks due. Well, I do stuff behind the scenes. Um, and I will have to get those hoodies up. Uh, and for the Patreon guys, I got notification this afternoon of the um, second item that I'm waiting on. Shipping, it shipped today, this afternoon. So I should get it tomorrow. Um, maybe I'll get it Friday. But uh, yeah, so all that stuff can go out now. And then on to the next, which is uh, which is great. And um, finally, and... There you go. Really. Just for those, uh, if you don't know, now you know. Uh, our Patreons, depending on the tier that they're subscribed to, get free presents from us. Free gift twice every, a year. Every now and again. Mid-year, we'll end of the year. Yep. Some good shit. What was the last one? The uh, the Kayak Club t-shirt? Yeah, it was, a, it was a, yeah, yeah. we had the t-shirt and then we had, um, fuck, what else? I mean, there's, there's been uh, drinkware. Glenny Dolls. And, um, yeah, there's been, there's, well, this one though, there's a, you, got, you guys don't even know one of the items this time. Um, that, and we're going to see it a lot in October, I'm sure. Fuck yeah. Down Can't at the meetups wait. because people, wait. people are going to fucking love it. Um, and yeah, on that note, we're Let's done. 5.14. Talk to you fellas next Monday. Maybe. Who fucking knows maybe, what we do? Maybe. No, definitely. We got it. We got it. We got it the Monday thing. I mean, this, this time we did, you know, there was some extenuating circumstances. It wasn't just fucking, you know, tight quads from fucking dropping, tro- dropping a hat trick on. D-grade touch football in Toowoomba. C-grade. Um, <laughs> C-grade. So sorry, mate. There you go. Excellent. Good luck coaching on the weekend, Glenny. Thank you. Super coach, Glenny. Uh, What's running your Running a... Uh, Doc Diggers. 0-1 at the moment. 0-1. And uh, we've got a buy this oh. week, so we'll love that. Trying to organise a... Uh, of, um, looking at booking a court to get the guys a... A game starters looking versus, at booking. Uh, a, that's the most fucking Sheens thing I've ever heard. Just do it. <laughs> well, I've got to make sure that people are actually interested in showing up. Why? Otherwise, I'll be there on my own. Do it in your backyard and your fucking half court. So fucking, well, it's, not, it's not big enough to play five on five. You fucking heathen. How many kids have you got in your team? I've got nine. So how are you going to play five on five with nine? Because one of the coaches, probably not me, because I busted my calf this evening at training. So, busted your. What's that? A grade four? What? Uh, grade four old cunt injury. Cow's dysmosis. <laughs> All right, I've had enough of you cunts. See you later. <laughs> What's your phone password, Glenny? Isn't that nice? I, I give him good All luck right. for the weekend, and I get told to fuck off. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell! Have you have you have you stopped recording yet, Glenn? Fucking! I fucking hope we meet you cunts in the semis. <laughs> My thirteens will fucking kill you. Ah, uh, fucking! No, Glenn, hope they will. And Glenny's already stopped recording. Oh well. So the rest of us will say see you later, though. See ya. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.